Ooh. It's Craig. Ooh. Craig. 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 Oh, I do agree, D&D Beyond, because I have to agree. All right. Um, here we are back again. Rules, Jewels, D&D Schools. And uh, today we're doing a subclass rundown. What subclass rundown, guys? Plus, the man, the myth, the legend. The, the magic guy. The man who can do it all. Not well, but a lot. I'm I'm glad we all <laughs> made it. I'm glad I managed to make it. So glad you're here, Eric. Yeah, you know, it's been a long day today. <laughs> you need Anyways. challenging days. They're good for the soul. I don't think they're good for the soul. <laughs> they're definitely bad they're for the other character. People. They're definitely bad <laughs> for the people around me, that's for sure. Anyways, uh, Sorcerer Rundown. Isaac, you gonna do that? You gonna be the normal reader right, guy? Let's, let's jump in. You gonna be the reader guy? You gonna read <clears throat> it sure. for us? Read it. So we'll start off with uh, Aberrant Mind because it's in alphabetical order. Uh, first level, Ooh. you get some bonus spells, a lot of which are uh, warlock spells, Arms of yep. the Dar, uh, Fifth Level, you get Hunger well of the Dar, something like that. So yeah, the, all those Hadar spells. Great. Yeah. Uh, also, first level, you can form a telepathic connection with your mind and the mind of another. As a bonus action, choose one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. You and the chosen creature can speak telepathically with each other un, uh, while the two of you are within a number of miles of each ooh, other, equal to ooh. your charisma modifier minimum of one. To that understand each other, you must yeah. each speak uh, mentally in a language the other knows. So you, okay, can, that's the draw you can see someone within 30 feet, go, okay, I got a link with you. And then you can book <laughs> for several up to five miles, I guess, if you're max charisma. Man, that's way better still, than the Calistar. You can still talk to each other. Uh, it ends early if you are incapacitated or die, or if you use this ability to form a connection with a new creature. Um, that's not bad. That's pretty good. I was trying to look and see. I don't see a... There's no... Um, oh, a number of, it lasts a number of minutes equal to your sorcerer level. So. Max level last 20 minutes. So, yeah, not bad. Not bad. It's decent. Bad. Yeah, you get it at uh, level one. That's pretty good for level one. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. I for mean, level it, one. it lasts for a minute, and probably, it, I mean, most of the time you're going to, it'll last three miles, right? Level one, most of the time you're going to have a, a three charisma modifier. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, not bad. Not bad. It's not amazing, but it's great. It's, it's good. It's, it's good perfectly RP. okay. <laughs> it's perfectly uh, okay. At sixth level, you get, uh, let's see, when you cast any spell of first level or higher from your psionic spells feature, which is the uh, extra spells that you get. Yeah. So when you cast any spell of first level or higher from those spells, you can cast it by expending a spell slot as normal or by spending a number of sorcery points equal to the spell's level. So that's, that's pretty really good. Cool. That's pretty good because that's that's actually like a little bit better than using sorcery points raw to get back yes. spell slots. So the downside is it's only those spells. So arms of Hadar, dissonant whispers, mind sliver, calm emotions, detect thoughts, hunger of Hadar, sending, uh, Everett's black tentacles, summon aberration, and rarest telepathic bond and uh, telekinesis. You would be. Those are the spells. I can't get. imagine you like. Well, dang! I'm gonna use nine of my sorcery points to cast 
telepathic bond. <laughs> I think it would be right. eight. But I need yes. to send a couple of messages. No, it's only it fifth level. It's fifth level. Oh, you get okay. it at ninth level, but fifth, okay, fifth, level, fifth level, spell. level spell. Okay, okay, okay. So five. Yeah. Uh, uh spending three sorcery points for sending. <laughs> that, that might be okay. That's yeah. It, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, okay. it's a it's a perfectly yeah. average thing. Uh, if you cast the here's the, the a bit of a kicker though. If you cast the spell using sorcery points, it requires no verbal or somatic components, and it requires no material components unless they are consumed by the spell. Oh, so you get uh you get subtle uh, spell subtle spell built in. Yep. Okay, then yeah, that's value. That's pretty good. I like that. Particularly in those instances where you're like, for some reason, your DMs put you in a silence bubble and you can't cast anything. So you're like, you know what? Arms of Hadar over there. Arms <laughs> of Hadar. Of course, <laughs> subtle spell doesn't use a lot of sorcery points and you can use that on anything. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but wait. Okay. There's uh, more. Point of, oh, let me check real quick because I think subtle spell you also have to have chosen that. This works um, all the time. You have to choose your true. sorcery. Yeah. So if you but didn't choose What I was going to say is spell. I think subtle spell is only one of them. Oh, you can cast it without any. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is good. Um, yeah. yeah. Not bad. Also, you can cast it without his focus, though. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. If your true. focus got taken away, I guess. If you're, yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, also, at sixth level, you yeah. get resistance to psychic damage, and Ooh. you have advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened. The Here's the thing: the saving throws is not that big a deal. There's lots of races that species. Yeah. That do if you that, were an elf, so. this is useless. Yeah. Resistance to psychic damage—that's cool because not a lot of things are resistant to psychic damage. But at the same time, not a lot of things do psychic damage. So depends on the campaign you're running. If you're going through the Underdark and you're fighting a lot of uh, yeah, if you're running Cthulhu, yeah, if you're, you're yeah. doing like a Cthulhu campaign. Then that could be cosmic or yeah, that could be very good, but situational at best, I think. Uh, 14th level, you can unleash the aberrant truth hidden within yourself Ooh. as a bonus action. You can spend one or more sorcery points to magically transform your body for 10 minutes for each sorcery point you spend. You can gain one of the following benefits of your choice, the effects of which last until the transformation ends. So this lasts for 10 minutes, and you can uh, one to four sorcery points you can burn. Yeah. One of the things is you can see any invisible creature within 60 feet of you, provided it isn't behind total cover. Your eyes also turn black or become writhing sensory tendrils. Gross. Uh, nasty. The second thing is you uh, gain a flying speed equal to your walking speed and you can hover. As you fly, your skin glistens with mucus or shines with an otherworldly light. I'm going to go with the otherworldly light. I don't need the mucus. <laughs> That's a weird thing to add. I got tentacles for eyes and my skin's like mucus. <laughs> the third thing, you Nobody gain a swimming me. speed, uh, swimming speed equal to twice your walking <laughs> speed, and you can breathe underwater. Moreover, gills grow from your neck or fan out from behind your ears. Your fingers become webbed, or you grow writhing cilia that extend through your clothing. <laughs> All these are like, you can be super gross, or you can just be kind of weird. <laughs> super uh, gross. So double your your walking speed as a swimming speed could be situationally incredible. A lot of uh, these are feel like situations. Flying is great. Flying works almost everywhere. At 14th level, you could just cast fly. It's true. Yeah. But this only costs one sorcery point. True. 
but it only lasts 10 minutes. How long does fly last? Is it also 10 minutes? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fourth thing, your body, along with any equipment you are wearing or carrying, becomes slimy and pliable. You can move through any space as narrow as one inch without squeezing. And you can spend five feet of movement to escape a non from non-magical restraints or being grappled. So there's not a limit to how many times you can do this other than your sorcery points, right? Correct. Yeah. Actually, okay. You know what? All these are totally fine. 14th level. Uh, uh, but the rest of the day, I mean, like, that could get you out of any traversal situation, right? Oh, we're trapped in a room, but there's a gap in the door. I can yep. get that. Oh, there's a <laughs> cliff over there. I can get that. Oh, I need to swim like a fish. Well, I can have tendrils come out of my body, and I can do that. So, oh, our guy we're chasing went invisible. I can see. I can see him. <laughs> Not today, sucker. They're all very good, but also very situational. So it could be very cool. Also, could you may be. never use it. Yep, you may <laughs> never, ever use it. And if you get to 14th level, this might be a, like, I would say if you're starting at 14th level, this is kind of neat. But if you get to 14th level after forever of playing, you're going to be like, oh, I can get slimy and cruise <laughs> the air. Especially if you get to 14th level after having needed all these things and then you no longer need them again. Yeah, <laughs> the that would be, yeah, yeah, that would be rough. <laughs> all right, what's uh, next? All right, 18th level, you can unleash your aberrant power as a space warping anomaly. Uh, as an action, you can teleport to an unoccupied space you can see within 120 feet of you. Immediately after you disappear, each creature within 30 feet of the space you left must make a strength saving throw against your spell, the save DC. On a failed save, the, a creature takes 3d10 force damage and is pulled straight towards the space you left, ending in an unoccupied space as close to your former space as possible. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't pulled. Once you use this feature, you cannot do so again uh, until you finish a long rest, unless you spend five sorcery points to use it again. I feel like that's pretty weak for eight that's for your lame. capper. It only does three d ten. If it did like eight d ten, I'd be like, okay. Essentially, that is thunderstep. Hey, your mic's off. Sorry, sorcery, <laughs> sorcery points. I, I'm I'm getting a theme here with this one. A lot of sorcery point usage. It's not like you have a ton of these things to be <laughs> blasting through all the time. If you had a hundred sorcery points, sure, right. Mm-hmm. but you don't <laughs> five yeah. is five would be like a quarter of what you have at max level right let me look up thunderstep real quick because i want to see how different it is thunderstep doesn't pull them towards the middle it it's doesn't not like a relocation but that's thing. i feel like that's not i mean that's a v- incredibly situational that you would need to move them Oh, well, yeah. And it, it does the exact same amount of damage. A third level spell, 3d10, except for it's thunder damage instead of force. Yeah. So this is at not 18th so very good. level, you get the equivalent of a third level spell. You know what? I'm going to, you know what? I was, I was into this at first. I, I became out of it the, the more we got into it. So, yeah, uh, it's, it, it's, it starts off strong and then is not, uh, not quite as good. It's, it becomes more and more situational, it feels like. Yes, it does. So here we go. Aberrant Mind. Where are we putting it on the tier list, boys? Uh, D. That's what I was thinking. So e. I've been thinking about these tier lists, and I guess the way we're doing it is fine. But if you were to, to rate these based on, like, m- most campaigns don't get to level 15. If you rate them at g- getting to, like, level 13, this is actually pretty good, right? If I because was the first for... and sixth levels are, are decent. 
They're not amazing, but they're decent. So, yeah, if I was rating it up to level 10, I'd say it was B or C tier, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And then if you're going to go any further than that, straighten the D bin. I'll, put, I'll give it a C, because I do like the, the level 14 thing, even though you may never use it. It is a very cool thing, like, aha, it's this thing comes Listen, up. The 14th level thing isn't what's killing it for me. It's the 18th level. The cappers level. are all... Um, <clears throat> almost always the cappers feel feel weak and i don't know if i don't know why i don't know why they do that <laughs> they're like Neh. congratulations on making it all the way to level 18 here's a worthless feature for you <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck yourself <laughs> uh all right know. moving on so we got two d's and a c for aberrant yep, mind i'm, I'm okay. writing i'm writing down d okay I, I should write these down maybe are you going to keep track of all of ours uh i wrote it down just for me write down yours next time i'll get it okay i gotta find a pencil there's one clockwork soul all right clockwork soul (laughs) this looks weird i abbreviated it so it just says a b dash c now it's going to be confusing later when i look at that um (laughs) uh clockwork magic Yes. At first level, you learn additional spells, just like the previous one. You get uh, that's all of these. Each of them. Well, not all of them. Not all sorcerers get additional spells, but some of a lot of them do. Uh, So at first level, you get alarm and protection from good and evil. Uh, Third, you get aid, lesser restoration. Fifth, you get spell magic, protection from energy. Seventh, you get freedom of movement, summoning construct. And at ninth level, you get greater restoration and wall force. Those are all pretty good spells that are not usually. available to sorcerers so restoration would be nice especially if you didn't have a healer in your yeah so yes very good and i mean yeah i like i like those i like that spell list it's very i mean it's very support heavy though so if that's not what you're looking for this is not the subclass for you probably but uh at first level also your connection to the plane of absolute order allows you to equalize chaotic moments when a creature you can see within 60 feet of you is about to uh roll a d20 with advantage or disadvantage you can use your reaction to prevent the roll from being affected by advantage or disadvantage you can use this feature a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest that's pretty good that's pretty good it's like it's it's comparable to silvery barbs but not quite as strong You skipped a, you skipped something though. Did I? Yeah, manifestations oh, the, of order. <laughs> the the uh the, the, RP, the RP section. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get spectral cogwheels hover behind you. The hands of a clock spin in your eyes. That's what, <laughs> why who would see that? Your skin glows with a brassy sheen of floating equations and geometric <laughs> like that, yeah, like that big meme. brain yeah. like a meme. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay. Your spellcasting focus temporarily takes the form of a tiny clockwork mechanism, and the ticking of gears or ringing of a clock can be heard by you and those affected by your magic. By your magic. I like the, the spectral gear, spectral cogwheels hover behind you. Sounds super weird. You're just walking up and like, what's going on back there, bud? Oh, no, those <laughs> oh nothing. Those are just my spectral cogwheels. <laughs> I, I would definitely, if I was going to choose, it says roll, but if I was going to choose, I'd be choosing floating equations and geometric object overlay your body. I'd be going, I need to think about this. And then I'd turn it on. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, so yeah, there you go for the, the RP section that I skipped. Uh, 
but yeah, being able to take away advantage or disadvantage proficiency bonus number of pretty times good. every long rest is pretty, it's pretty strong. That's pretty, That's pretty strong. strong. Uh, yeah, especially for like, it seems really good for a caster because not only can you just like give your, uh, if you're about to get attacked and the whoever has advantage, you'd be like, nah, I, you don't because I'm squishy. Please don't attack me with advantage. Yep. Or if you're about to cast something on someone and they have advantage against spells, you could be like, no, no advantage for you. <laughs> yeah. It's it is very good. good. Like it. it's or very, if you very have good. disadvantage on some kind of check and you don't want it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Pretty strong. Uh, sixth level, Bastion of Law. Bastion you of can law. tap into the grand equation of existence to imbue a creature with a shimmering shield of order. As an action, you can spend one to five sorcery points to create a magical ward around yourself or another creature you can see within 30 feet of you. The ward lasts until you finish a long rest or until you've used this feature again. The ward is represented by a number of D8s equal to the number of sorcery points you spend to create it. Uh, when the ward is... When the warded creature takes damage, it can expend a number of those dice, roll them, and reduce the damage taken by the number of the uh, rolled on those dice. So, you spend five like, sorcery points to create a ward on yourself. Five. D8. You then get five d8 to set aside. And the next time you take damage, you can roll a d8 and be like, "Oh, you! I rolled an eight, and your your damage was a seven, so I take no damage." That's good. It's, That's it's pretty good. solid. Yeah, that's a pretty solid use of sorcery points too. Yeah, it's not. I feel like it's not. I feel, I feel like it's decently balanced because like yeah, a D8 busted. is not going to save you from. But multiple D8 could, right? You can stack them, right? Yeah, I mean, you get up to five. Yeah, so, so if you're getting five absolute... D8s still not necessarily going to save you from like dragon's breath if you're low no, already. No, but if you got five but, D8 and you're getting yeah. hit and you can half it with a save and then go, all right, well, five D8 and you roll pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty for good. sure, especially at the lower levels around six to ten. That's going to be very good for you. Yep. Um, yeah, that's good. Fourteenth uh, level, you get trance of order. You gain the ability to align your consciousness to the endless calculations of mechanists. Uh, as a bonus action, you can enter the state for one minute. For the duration, attack rolls against you can't benefit from advantage, and whenever you make an attack roll or an ability check or a saving throw, you can treat a roll of 9 or lower on the d20 as a 10. Once you use this as a bonus, uh, once you use this bonus action, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest unless you spend 5 sorcery points to use it again. That that's seems good. very strong. That's pretty good. That is really, really good. That's, that's really solid. That's a really solid... Pop it up, and then for a minute, nothing can can hit you with advantage. And anytime yep. you roll a you can't d20, roll less than a ten, you can't roll less than a ten. That's really that's, strong. That's really, really, really good. And by fourteenth <laughs> level, you're throwing spells. Yeah, yeah. At fourteenth level, your plus to hit's going to be what seven or eight. So and that's your fourteenth level. Yeah, I think you'd have disintegrate or something by then. Yeah, for sure. Something along those terms, where you're like, okay, I got to make sure I'm hitting. Coven. That's pretty that's pretty awesome. I like that. That's very good. Yeah, that's very strong. Uh I'm ready to be disappointed yeah. though. Yeah, here we go. Level. You ready? 18th I'm level. Ready. I'm ready. Clockwork Cavalcade. Uh you summon spirits of order to expunge disorder around you as an action. You summon the spirits of a 30-foot cube originating from you. The spirits look like modrons or other constructs of your choice. 
the spears are intangible and invulnerable, and they create the following effects within the cube before vanishing. One, the spirits restore up to 100 hit points divided as you choose among any uh, number of creatures of your choice in the cube. Oh, two, nice. Any damaged objects entirely in the cube are repaired instantly. Three, every spell of sixth level or lower that ends on creatures. And objects of your choice on the cube. I got to read this one again. Every oh, spell, okay. six level four ends. Oh, I see. Ends on creatures yeah. and objects. So if you if you're uh, cursed or you have slow on you or something, yeah. you can instantly take get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, once you use this action, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest, unless you spend seven sorcery points to use it again. That's okay. a lot of sorcery points, but that's very good. You know, this one's really good. This yeah. is your. This, this is, is your. It's not just a support sorcery though, because. You could still get, pick up all the damaging spells and everything. Absolutely. This is uh, yeah. just a very strong sorcerer, yeah, I feel like. Very strong. I, I'm going to, you know what? This one's exceptional. I, I reserve <laughs> the right to rearrange after I hear the rest of them. The coolness factor of like clockwork stuff. I'm going to put this at an S <laughs> right now. Stuff. I'm going to give that as a double S. Double S. Okay. Even um, higher. I'll go. I'm going to go S as well. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think it's gonna be an S, but I'm saving that S slot. Listen, I can I can knock it down later if something is better. For now, yep. I'm just doing the same thing you're doing, but I'm starting low and going. You're doing high it in reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I don't remember uh, any of these other ones being better than that. And the only ones that are left that I don't know are lunar sorcery, because that's a newer one. We'll we'll get there, but it's it seems weird to me. Uh, okay, next up is divine soul. Divine soul is uh, this. Uh, and this, this is what, uh, what this is what Brian is half is. It's gotcha. it mostly is. Yes. Yeah. Um. So you get one extra spell de- dependent on your. It's supposed to be dependent on your uh, your alignment. So if you're if you're good, you can you can take cure wounds. If you're evil, you can take inflict wounds. If you're lawful, you can take bless. If you're chaotic, you can take bane. If you're neutral, you can take protection from good and evil. Uh, I'm already. I already just don't like that because i don't but like the... the way we did it with brian i was just like pick one it doesn't yeah <laughs> pick one of those five and then you can do it i don't want. like the i don't like the alignment system anyways mm-hmm. so that's all right i think it's like... i think it's it's due for an overhaul for sure yeah but aside from that you you get to you you get an extra spell of those from those five spells you get one of those to be an extra spell that you don't doesn't count towards your uh known spell stuff yeah gotcha also later if you replace the spell you can replace it with a spell from the cleric spell list. Hmm. So you just get an extra spell from the cleric spell list. That's not bad. Okay, that's, yeah, it's very good. Um, okay, starting at first level, also divine power guards your destiny. If you fail a saving throw or miss with an attack roll, you can roll 2d4 and add it to the total, possibly changing the outcome. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a short or long rest. So it's just an extra 2d, like a double bless that if you miss on a saving throw or an attack roll, you can use. And you can use it once. You can use it once until you finish a shorter long rest. That's not terrible, but it's not great either. Correct. (laughs) That is the thing that uh, Brian's character doesn't have. We switched the first level thing out between this and wild magic, so we could keep the wild magic thing. Um, So yeah, that's okay. It's not great. Very okay. okay. 
Uh, starting at sixth level, empowered healing. The divine energy coursing through you can empower your healing spells whenever you or an ally within five feet of you rolls dice to determine the number of hit points a spell restores. You can spend one sorcery point to reroll any of a uh, number of those dice once, provided they uh, you aren't incapacitated. You can use this feature only once per turn. But well, you can use it every turn, I guess, if you wanted to. It's but it are capped by sorcery points, so yeah. it's anyway. That's ne- probably never going to get used. Yep. <laughs> this one's. I mean, occasionally you might like if if you see someone's low ish and you roll a natural one on your you roll all natural ones on your upcast cure wounds, then maybe yeah. you'd be like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I am going to use one sorcery point to just reroll all those. Uh, yeah, but it's not like amazing. Yeah, it's it's rarely if ever going to get used. So yeah, yeah, not great. Um, I feel like I should mention that. Uh, at level one, also, which I I kind of skipped over this, you basically have access to the cleric spell list, and they are sorcerer spells for you. Oh, okay. so that's that's the big thing at level one that you get. But it doesn't seem. As bad as clerics are, this doesn't seem better than a good cleric. Well, I do want to talk about him. I'm going to read all the stuff first. Okay. At uh, 14th level, otherworldly wings. Starting at 14th level, you can use a bonus action to manifest a pair of spectral wings from your back. Uh, while the wings are present, you have a flying speed of 30 feet. The wings last until you're incapacitated, you die, or you dismiss them as a bonus action. The affinity you choose for your divine magic feature determines the appearance of the spectral wings. Eagle wings. For, uh, it's a, a yeah, 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 yeah. Eagle yeah, wings, bat stuff. wings, or dragonfly wings. Gotcha. Um, so flying speed is always very strong, uh, especially when there's no time limit on it. You just pop this and it's up until you get rid of it or you die. Um, I suppose. Yeah, it's not it's not bad. It's yeah, again, it's, but it's not incredible. It's it's pretty good. It's permanent fly. <laughs> yeah. How often do you need to fly for more than ten minutes? I don't know. How Any often do you, you need to? Travel? How often do you need to fly and don't want to spend the spell slot? <laughs> I suppose. And then it's, don't have to get rid of it, so you don't have to use another spell slot later when you come up to an, the next thing that you have. This is to, middling. This is middling. I feel like it's a little stronger than middling because flying is very strong. Flying is big time, dude. There's a whole uh, there's a whole race that people go. No, you can't play them. <laughs> Listen, dude. It's true. Hey, you pick this. I'm going. All right, full dungeon campaign. <laughs> that happened to me when I tried to do a bunch. Everything's of got stuff. a five foot roof over. It. Yeah, <laughs> there should have been like a hey, dude. You're never gonna get to use that. I know. He should, he should have said that. Hey, by the way, ninety percent of this campaign's in a hole in the ground. Oh, okay. Well, I won't build this fly thing. Uh, so uh, that was a fourteen at eighteen. Uh, you gain the ability to overcome grievous injuries as a bonus mm-hmm. action. When you have fewer than half of your hit points remaining, you can regain a number of hit points equal to half uh, your hit point maximum. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, it's not as good as I feel like that's not as good as the one we just read. I think it's this. better than the one you just read. Like if if you're especially at 18th level, there's going to be some AOE that you're going to act. You're going to get you're going to stand in at some point. It's going to knock you down to about half. No, I'm saying as a that bonus like, action, you're back to full compared to the clockwork one. Oh, 100 HP. 
That's true. The clockwork one is amazing, though. It's really strong. Yeah, it's really amazing. <laughs> Even uh, at level 18, 100 HP is probably more than half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I can heal other people, not just me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's divided, I, I guess. It's. I think that the overall the clockwork one is stronger. Yes. But I also think that this is not nothing. This is nothing. No, to it's at. not bad. This it's is not bad. like if you are at half health and you're like, I don't if I if I die here, especially if you are the group's healer. Like if, if I die here, I that's it. I can't spend a, I don't want to spend a spell slot on myself. I can just use a bonus action and heal half my max HP. That's very yeah, that's, that's not bad. strong. Too bad you now, use uh, sorcery points to do it again. To do it again. Yeah. Because you can do that with the clockwork one. Yeah, you can do it with a like, lot of the stuff. It I, de- like I think that. it all depends on how old. That's probably like, true. How old it is. And they'll probably so, update them. So now the, the talking point is, is this stronger than a cleric? The bonus that this has over a cleric is metamagic. Yeah, I'd say metamagic. Yeah. So if you want to twin spell like a healing word that is very efficient healing uh or if if they happen to be standing close enough to you twin spell a uh cure wounds yeah that's again very strong and and then but you can take meta magic adept as a cleric uh you could but then you only get two two uh, points right two sorcery points at all yeah it's pretty weak um so yeah, like that I feel like that that makes it pretty strong. Listen, this uh, is an A-tier cleric. A tier cleric. This is an A T cleric and like a C I'm gonna give it tier sorcerer. I think it's a I think it's a solid B. I think I think it'd be a C without the wings. The wings get you to a B. I'll agree with you guys for now. B tier. Yeah, I think that, I mean, having, being able to take your, your spells from cleric or sorcerer, I think is stronger than what we are describing it as. And I would need to go through that entire spell list to, to be like, oh, right here is a good example. Oh, here's a good example, but I'm not. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I don't remember. All Revivify. Twin spell Revivify. I <laughs> am, <laughs> my team's not dying today. <laughs> Yeah, you could twin spell uh if you really wanted to, you could twin spell spare the dying, I guess. Yeah. Everybody, bring them over here. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> I got them. I get them all. And not um, a lot of not a lot of sorcery point usage in that whole thing. So uh, let's see. Uh also can be good for quickening a spell. Quickening yeah, a cure quickening wounds spell, if you needed yeah. to if you need something quick. Um, hey, it's in the ex- name. Extended spell. Uh, I'm trying to just go through the metamagic l- All the metamagic list are here good. and see what's going to be especially good for using on cleric spells. Um, yeah, I think twin spell is going to be the strongest, though. Twin by, spell uh, is the by big a one. long yeah. shot. Subtle spell is always good. Yeah, subtle spell is always good. It, it, it's very, it's more situational. I know it's more situational, but it can, I had subtle spell when I played a sorcerer, and it came up a lot. <laughs> where it was like, I really need to cast a spell right now, but everyone in this room's looking at me, and I'm like, <laughs> cast that spell. 
Yeah, I think that uh, I think Twind and and uh, Quicken spell are probably going to be the strongest for cleric spells. So yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. a B. That's a B. Yeah, B tier. A tier cleric. Say, I'm not going to say solid B. I'm, it's it, Yeah, it's a so low. It's a low B. B for minus. Me. <laughs> it's a B yeah. minus. It's it's a, it's a B natural. It's a C <laughs> plus. <laughs> it's a C plus or a B minus. Uh, all right. Next up is Draconic Bloodline. Ah, uh, the most boring of all the sorts. Man, it's <laughs> yeah. I read through magic. it and I was like, Ugh. Wild Magic is super lame. At first level, <laughs> you choose one type of dragon as your ancestor. The damage oh, yeah. type associated with that uh, is used by features you gain later. Great. Uh, you can also speak, read, and write Draconic. So if Whoa. you didn't take it as your thing for some reason, you can now. <laughs> yeah. You were blessed by a dragon and you didn't think I should speak Draconic. Here you go. Additionally, whenever you make a charisma check uh, when interacting with dragons, your proficiency is doubled uh, if it applies to the check. So that's like uh, that's really good. If it's a dragon heavy campaign. Yep. If it's a dragon heavy campaign, it's great. Last uh, night not, was fantastic. <laughs> well, you weren't proficient, so it didn't wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> You are correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see. Dra- uh, draconic resilience uh, at first level. As the magic uh, flows through your body, it causes physical traits of your dragon ancestors to emerge. Your hit point maximum increases by one, and again uh, one whenever you gain a level in this class. So that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. good. Yeah. That's I mean that twentieth uh, level. It's twenty hit points. It's not great, but it's pretty good. He's uh, pretty good too. Thirteen yeah. plus. Additionally, dead. yeah, wearing uh, parts of your skin are covered in dragon-like scales. When you aren't wearing armor, your AC is thirteen plus Dex. So that is that is stronger, I think, than the extra hit point. Per yeah, level. I think that you know what I think that I think that stuff like this parts parts of your skin are covered by a thin sheet of dragon-like scales. When you aren't wearing armor, they need to take that part out. Where it's like if you or add, and if you are wearing light armor, you just get a plus to your armor, right? Because all the exposed parts of your body would now be shielded, right? For reality's sake, sure. But I mean, it's it's basically there to I think help sorcerers have some some AC, some, some AC, yeah. and they don't want you to go nuts with it and be like, "I'm wearing plate too." Plate <laughs> <laughs> and I've got my scales. Yeah. Uh, the I was wanted to check something real quick. What was I looking at? I don't know what you were looking at. It was. Oh, uh, I wanted to check and see the wording on. Uh, mage armor. So, yeah, it's that is a permanent mage armor. Yeah, that's pretty. That, that's very that's pretty solid. Solid. It's solid. Uh, yeah. OK. Um, at sixth level, when you cast a spell that deals damage of the type associated with your draconic ancestry, you can add your charisma modifier to one damage roll of that spell. At the same time, you can spend one sorcery point to gain resistance to that damage type for one hour. Everybody's taking fire. Fire! fire. (laughs) What are you doing? Fireball? (laughs) We all know what it does. It's fire. (laughs) You have one choice. (laughs) Take fire. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. It's uh, that's one damage roll of that spell. When you cast a spell that deals damage of the type associated, so if I cast a fireball, 
I can add my charisma. charisma. I can add three damage to it. <laughs> Possibly four, maybe That's five. Like, you could have up to five. Yeah, but I'm like for at six level, it's probably not going to be five. It's probably three or four. So I can add Unless four you damage really to good. it. That's true. To one damage all that spell. So I can add four damage to it. And then at the same time, I can spend a sorcery point to become resistant to fire for an hour. It's, I mean, it's not great. All right. It's not great. It's not great. It's, it's just okay. Um, Trying to decide if you can if you can do this over and over again, and I think you can. One damage roll of that spell. I don't know what it says. Why it says to one damage roll of that spell. It has to be. I think it means like it doesn't. If it's a, if it's like witch bolt, because you can keep powering it on. It only does that first. Oh, that's kind of lame. Then, I guess. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. Not, it's not, not amazing. It's okay. Moving on. All right. Um, the resistance thing is also a, a little clunky, it seems like to me. Yeah. Because almost every time you're going to want to use that as a reaction, once you know the damage type that's going to about that's that's hitting you. Anyway, uh, 14th level, you gain the ability to sprout a pair of dragon wings from your back, gaining flying speed. There's, there's, a, there's a theme in these <laughs> sorcerer ones, and that's flying, dude. You can create these wings as a bonus action on your turn. They last until you dismiss them as a bonus action on your turn. Oh, okay. Here's the part that makes the Draconic Resilience make sense. You can't manifest your wings while wearing armor unless yeah. the armor is made to accommodate them. But that would be easy enough to do if you could just yeah, find I suppose. To... I suppose. Either way. Can you, can you cut holes in the back of this? And clothing not made to accommodate your wings might be destroyed when you manifest them. <laughs> What's those things Pop on your back of your out. shirt? That's my wing Ooh, pockets. <laughs> So yeah, fourteenth level, you get fly, free fly. Cool. Yep, that's the same thing the the last couple got, right? Yep. So that's that's, that's disappointing that it's the same that thing, takes, but it's still very that, good. That, that that seriously makes the last one drop down. <laughs> oh, I can get flying at any of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know. Okay, at eighteenth level, you can channel the dread presence of your dragon ancestor, causing those around you to become awestruck or frightened. As an action, you can spend five sorcery yeah. points to draw on this power and exude an aura of awe or fear, your choice, to a distance of 60 feet for a minute or until you lose concentration. Each hostile creature that starts its turn in this aura must succeed on a wisdom save or be charmed or frightened, uh, depending on what you chose, uh, until the aura ends. A creature that succeeds on this saving throw is immune to your aura for 24 hours this that's weak is dude, weak. That's that weak, dude. dude weak sauce level 18 and i can't this an F. i can't decide if i can't decide if like i am just really undervaluing charmed or if it just really isn't good and people like they keep put like why would this be an 18 Ability. If you could, okay, here's the thing. You're you're fighting an army with 60 people in it, right? Yeah. You go, oh, you charm, let's say, on average, 50% of them. You're level 18. You have a high spell save DC. Let's say you charm 65% of them, right? Okay. Suddenly, you have 65% less people to fight. 
I guess. But they're like, still not, not great. You, you. Just you're, you. They're still, they can still attack all of your... Oh, uh, well, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right, never mind. Ignore everything I just said. It's garbage. It's absolutely garbage. <laughs> <F-tier>. <laughs> like, fuck you guys. I'm going with him. I feel like this is so bad, mainly because, okay, it's a, it's, it's how big of an area? 60 feet. Let's yeah. say you're fighting enough things that would make this, where you're like, wow, I could hit a lot of stuff with this aura. Or I could just fireball them all and I they would all die. The, fireball. <laughs> the old, the old, the old fireball equation. The old fireball equation. This it's like they can the, be uh... charmed or frightened of me or I can kill them all right now. And if, if they're high enough, like threat level to where they're going to succeed against a fireball and take half damage, then this would be a waste anyway, because they're going to succeed against being charmed or frightened because level 18 is either going to be a whole lot of little stuff or a few really strong things, I feel like. Yeah, and the big strong things aren't going to be like, they're oh, gonna well, save. I failed. Yeah, yeah, they're going to save every time. And then you just wasted this feature. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that not is, good. That is by far the worst part about this. However, if this is judging this at level 10, I think this is A or S tier. Now, if you go all the way to 18, I do think it's like C at best. C minus. This is the, uh, I'm running a solo campaign. <laughs> so whenever you get to 18th it's like it could actually work it could actually work I could do this <laughs> yeah this I'm giving this one a, a C I'm giving it a C minus because I do think that having constant mage armor on your sorcerer is very strong this is an F. F? F I don't think you can give anything an F that has permanent mage armor F. yeah the thing is I play a sorcerer <laughs> hey, I can cast mage armor and I yeah, get exactly. hours all day yeah, but it costs spell slots. At level one, those are a premium. Yeah, at level one, but, but like, at level one, at level one, you just stay the hell away from everyone. Eh. I mean, at level one, it's when it's hardest to stay away from everyone. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah, at level one, firebolts kicking some butt. Yeah, firebolts doing damage, son. <laughs> hey, Joe, how long did we run that first campaign? No tanks, all casters. We were fine. <laughs> yeah, we like, just ran away, just like. <gasps> We just kiting. I suppose that no matter what we're talking about, if your DM is trying to let you do these things, <laughs> thing is, then none of it matters. Thing is, add one tank and a support, and honestly, you're not going to get hit. Get that hit. Yeah, you're going to you... be back, especially that fireball goes what sixteen or one hundred twenty. Yeah, one hundred twenty, I think. Yeah, That's you're I mean. you're you could stand way back and just like snipe them, dude. If someone comes at you, you just go, "I'm out." I'm, I'm gonna see. run you towards my tank and leave. Yep. Yeah. Garbage. Uh, the ability to fly, though. I still. Everything has uh, yeah, the ability D, to fly. It's, it's a D plus. It's a D plus. <laughs> you talked yourself down. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next one. What do we got? Lunar sorcery. This is the brand new oh, one. Uh, um, this is the one I don't know anything about. So you learn additional spells. Yeah. Uh, you get. Okay, I'm just going to read the list of spells. Shield, Ray of Sickness, Color Spray, Lesser Restoration, uh, Blindness, Deafness, Alter Self, Dispel Magic, Vampiric Touch, Phantom Steed, Death Ward, Confusion, Hallucinatory Terrain, Various Telepathic Bond, Hold Monster, and Mislead. And these are dependent on the moon you have, right? Oh, no, or is it the cycle of the moon? It is a, well, for the campaign it's in, it's written for to be the cycle of the moon but the way this works is that 
whenever you t uh, finish a long rest, you can choose what lunar phase manifests its power within you. So oh. if you choose full moon, then you get shield, lesser restoration, dispel magic, death ward, rarity, death, telepathic bond, levels one through nine. Yeah, you get those. I'll yeah. be a uh, full moon child. Full moon child. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. There's, so there's full moon, new moon, and crescent moon are the three yeah. that you can choose. And after you finish a long rest, you get to choose which of those is going to be your thing for the day, I guess. Yeah. Uh, while in the chosen phase, you can cast one first level spell of the associated phase in the in that table once without expending a spell slot. So you get one free from that table if you're in that phase. Once you cast it in that way, you can't do it again until you finish a long rest. So you get a free spell slot. Not bad. Gotcha. Not bad. Uh, also, at first level, you can call down the Radiant Light of the Moon on command. You learn the Sacred Flame spell, which doesn't count against the number of Sorcerer Cantrips you know. Nice. When you cast the spell, you can target one creature as normal or target two creatures within a range that are within five feet of each other. That is pretty strong. That's uh, good. And <clears> like <throat> getting another cantrip, that's always good. Getting another cantrip is good. And being able to have a free twin spell if they're standing right next to each other is. Yeah very strong easy, now easy, will they out will your dm put them next to each other we don't know but if they are that's that's oh, pretty strong. bang that's pretty good i like that uh sixth level <clears throat> the current phase of your lunar embodiment can affect your meta magic feature each lunar embodiment phase is associated with certain schools of magic as shown here so full moon abjuration and, di and divination New moon yep. is enchantment and necromancy and crescent moon is illusion and transmutation. I want to make a point. Evocation is not on that list. So don't yep. be thinking that this is super strong because it's not as strong as you think. You can't do all the cool spells with it. <laughs> yeah. But whenever you use meta magic on a spell uh, of a school of magic associated with your current lunar embodiment phase, you can reduce the sorcery points spent by one to a minimum of zero. Uh, you can reduce the sorcery points spent for your meta magic a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. It might not have evocation, but that's still pretty good. Still pretty good, but it's not oh. as good as if you were if if they would have had evocation on there. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. not balls out crazy, but it's pretty like good. basically by not having evocation on there, you can't constantly twin spell your firebolts. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Which is balanced, I feel like. Yeah, because, because that's that would all be you would. That's all anyone would ever do. Yep. Is Three be like, okay, I'm fireball. taking the one with evocation. Every time I cast firebolt, it's two of them. Yep. That'd be so wicked, though. <laughs> <laughs> so still pretty strong, though. Uh, basically, if uh, a discount of one sorcery point on any uh, meta magic you use for that school. Ooh. Uh, also at sixth level, waxing and waning, you gain greater control over the phases of your lunar magic. As a bonus action, you can spend one sorcery point to change your current lunar embodiment phase to a different one. You can uh, now cast one first level spell from each lunar phase of the lunar spells table once without expending a spell slot, provided your current phase is the same as the lunar spell. Once you That's... cast it in that way, you can't do so again until you finish the long rest. So now you get three free spell slots if you are able to spend three sorcery points and a bonus action. That's pretty good. I like it. Basically, yeah, it's it's more adaptive. I like it a lot so that you're not locked into something you're like, I think this is what we're going to need today. I'm taking this so I get these specific spells. You get somewhere, you definitely need something else. You're like, it's okay. 
Switch trick point and a bonus action, and now I've got the, the stuff I need. Yeah, now you're swapping over. Hmm. Had to get some water. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, good feature. <clears throat> I don't think it really like is like, oh my gosh, this really buffs or diminishes the power level of this. I just think it makes it more flexible. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, fine. 14th level power of a lunar phase saturates your being Uh, while you are in a lunar embodiment phase you also gain the ability or you also gain the following benefit associated with that phase so if you're in full moon you can use a bonus action to shed bright light in a 10 foot radius and dim light for another additional 10 or to douse the light in addition you and creatures of your choice have advantage on investigation and perception checks while within the bright light you shed. That's, That's pretty good. It's pretty good, but at for 14th level, I feel like it's a little weak. If it's new moon, you have advantage on stealth checks. In addition, while you are entirely in darkness, attack rolls have disadvantage on you. That That's, feels really strong. That's kind of like a free pass without a trace, right? Kind of. Yeah. Sort of. Mm, not exactly. It's, it's a little. Of trace is plus 10. Plus I mean. <laughs> 10. But having having advantage is always good. Yes, it is. The if you can. If you can be in darkness, if you can find a way. And I know that there are ways. If you can find a way to see through magical darkness, if you if you take Eldritch Adept <laughs> and take Devil, <laughs> you can just cast that on you and every attack roll against you is always going to have disadvantage. Yeah, that's pretty strong. Uh, Crescent Moon, the other thing, is you just have resistance to necrotic and radiant damage. Very situational, but could be good. Not bad. I think the New Moon one is potentially the the strongest, although the Full Moon one and the uh, the Crescent Moon one both have their uh, situations where they would be strong. This one's feeling like a a pretty balanced class across the board. Yeah, as a 14th level thing, I feel that's like not super strong, but also not weak. I feel like it's good. Right in the middle. Goldilocks. Uh, 18th level lunar phenomenon. As a bonus action, you can tap into a special power of your current lunar embodiment phase. Alternatively, as part of the bonus action, uh, you take to change your lunar phase using waxing and waning feature, you can in- immediately use the power of the lunar phases you are entering. Ooh, full moon. You radiate moonlight for a moment. Each creature of your choice within 30 feet of you must succeed on a con save uh, against your spell DC or be blinded until the end of its next turn. In addition, one creature of your choice in that area regains 3d8 hit points. So that is a bonus action for a potential blind on everybody and one creature getting 3d8 hit points back. That's pretty strong. Not bad. Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty good. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty strong for a bonus action. That doesn't take up a spell slot. Yeah. Uh, As new moon, you momentarily emanate gloom. Each creature of your choice within 30 feet of you must succeed on a dex save against your spell DC uh, or take 3d10 necrotic damage and have its speed reduced to zero until the end of its next turn. In addition, you become invisible until the end of your next turn or until immediately after you make an attack roll or cast a spell. This one is weaker, I feel, because it does yep. not make any mention of half damage, which means that if they succeed on their deck save, just nothing happens and you've kind of wasted it, but you're invisible. Yep. That's, yeah, not great. But I don't think that one's it's also quite not as bad. strong as full moon, but again, not terrible. Crescent it's all right. Moon. Yeah. 
You can magically teleport to an unoccupied space you can see within 60 feet of yourself. You can bring along one willing creature you can see within 5 feet of yourself. That creature teleports to an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within 5 feet of your destination space. In addition, you and that creature gain resistance to all damage until the start of your next turn. That's the winner. That's pretty good. <laughs> yep. You can teleport if you want. You can take a friend. And if you do, uh, then they're both resistance, resistance to, to all damage. That is so good. Yep. Uh, once you good. use one of these bonus action benefits, you can't use that benefit again until you finish a long rest unless you spend five sorcery points to, to use it again. There's those five sorcery points. Yep. This is like the, the jack of all trades sorcerer, the it's a very involved, it's the in the middle game. it's yeah dude it's the goldilocks sorcerer i'm giving it nice i think it's a i mean i'm giving it a b yeah that's what i was thinking i'm, I'm, I'm gonna give it an a giving it a b plus i like that one uh yeah i like that one a lot it's not i don't know the thing that i feel like is lacking is something flashy but oh, you mean maybe, like having equations fly I mean, all around you? I mean, that that moonlight <laughs> yes. seems pretty bright, <laughs> blinding people. <laughs> it, is, it is literally flashy. But what I also what something I want from a subclass is it can it can be super situational, but I want it to be like if this situation pops up, I'm the fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, and this doesn't really have that. It's very uh, it's very sort of. That's the word I'm looking for. Very it's homogenized. Spread. It's, it's spread very... evenly across the toast. You know what I'm saying? It's like jam yeah. on toast. You got that nice, perfect layer where every bite is even. But sometimes <laughs> if you have uneven, you take a bite, you're like, damn, that was an extra good bite. But not this perfectly. <laughs> yes, that is the level. only thing that's lacking from this is that there's nothing that I'm like, oh, if this there's thing happens. It doesn't have that extra good <laughs> it's bite. It's going to be me. Yeah, it doesn't have the extra good bite. But solid. All right, moving on to shadow magic. Uh, you, this is like a, a shadow fell. No, wait, wait, wait. I want to talk about, I, I, we got to talk about the quirks. I'll say the quirks. Okay. You got to the have quirks. these. You know, Go you had for the it. I know you eyes. love the quirks. <laughs> All right. You're always icy cold to the touch. Or when you are asleep, you don't appear to breathe, though you must still breathe to survive. <laughs> <laughs> you don't appear to breathe, but you are breathing just because think, if you get... just think you could be like playing dead, like a champ, like a champ. If you could fall asleep, if you could, like, I lay down and fall <laughs> asleep fall in asleep. battle. <laughs> they added that in so you couldn't be like, I'm I go to sleep. sleep on myself. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Uh, I sleep underwater, um, <laughs> or you barely bleed, even when badly injured. Uh, low, low blood pressure very calm guy your heart beats <laughs> once per minute this event sometimes surprises you oh geez my heart every just now and then you're like, <laughs> you're like I, I gotta go to bed guys dang <laughs> heartbeat dude oh, dang oh, man uh, Good five you have trouble remembering that living creatures and corpses should be treated differently you're a necrophiliac Ew. <laughs> see why you had to go there with this. Uh, he's like, yeah, it, it's, it's still warm. <laughs> it's still warm here in here, brother. Uh, number six, you blinked once last week. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> yeah. 
None of these are as good. Okay. None of these are as good as uh, the clockwork one special thing. Clockwork one is really good. What do you like? You're always cold to the touch. Okay, maybe your party knows about that. You don't breathe that much when you sleep. Okay, sure. sure. You barely bleed even when badly injured. Whatever. When does that come up? No one ever talks about that. <laughs> your heart beats once per minute and it surprises you sometimes. Like a fart, like you're not sure. And you're like, oh, <laughs> fart. That's what it is, but it's your heart. Every now and then you're just like, a heart fart. Ooh, dang. Heartbeat. Um, maybe that could come in. Maybe that could be useful RP in some way. Uh, you have trouble remembering that living creatures and corpses should be treated differently. That's dumb. Extra dumb. That's I don't like anything about that. How could you be so dense that you don't know the difference? Uh, you blinked once last week. Last week forever or last week right now? Do I blink once a week or do I never ever blink and that last week was a week before I made the character? Uh... I mean, it says you blinked once last week. <laughs> incredibly, incredibly stupid. I'm giving, I'm giving shadow magic quirks F tier. <laughs> clockwork soul S tier. Oh, geez. <laughs> I didn't S -tier like the clockwork quirk. once. I was like, these are dumb. No, I don't want any of these things to happen. So funny. I want, I want calculations and algebra flying around my head when I'm thinking about stuff. <laughs> All right. That's amazing. Okay. Moving moving through shadow magic at level 1. Uh <clears throat> you have dark range to a range uh, dark vision to a range of 120 feet. That's pretty good. Uh, when you reach <laughs> when you reach third level in this class, you learn the darkness spell, which doesn't count against the number of sorcery spells you already know. In addition, you can cast it by spending two sorcery points or by expending a spell slot. If you cast it with sorcery points, you can see through the darkness created by the spell. That is very strong. That is very strong. That's pretty good. That is the basis for a lot of uh, stupid broken builds. Yes, it is. I, I, yes, had, it a, is. I had a rogue sorcerer build that I wanted to do that used that. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of dumb There's a lot of dumb so builds cast, around being able to see in the use, darkness. Use that to where you cast darkness and then you stand in the darkness and shoot so you always have advantage because you're hidden yep 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 it's Plus, it's very strong very strong. uh also at first level your existence in a twilight state between life and death makes you difficult to defeat uh when damage reduces you to zero hit points you can make a charisma save uh dc of five plus the damage taken on a success you instead drop to one hit point you can't use this feature if you are reduced to zero uh, hit points by radiant damage or by a crit. After the saving throw succeeds, you can't use this feature again until you finish a long rest. This That's is just good. That's it's cool. Pretty good, but it's just okay. Yeah, it's not. It's. I mean, especially. I, I suppose in the early game, this is stronger. As the game gets later, yeah. DC plus the damage taken. Oh well, you hit by for thirty six damage. So you're not making that yeah, save. You're not making that save. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it, it's it's fun for the early levels, basically. Uh, at sixth level, you gain the ability to call forth a howling creature of darkness. This, okay, I want to talk about this when we get done here. Uh, for a howling creature of darkness to harass your foes, as a bonus action, you can spend three sorcery points to magically summon a hound of ill omen to target one creature you can see within 120 feet of you. The Hound uses the Direwolf stats with the following changes. 
The hound is medium and not large, and it counts as a a monstrosity, not a beast. Two, it appears uh, with a number of temporary hit points equal to half your sorcery level, so a little little boost there. Uh, Three, it can move through other creatures and objects as if they were difficult to rain. The hound will take five force damage if it ends its turn inside something. Uh, Four, at the start of its turn, the hound automatically knows its target's location. If the target was hidden, it is no longer hidden from the hound. So those are the changes. The hound appears in an unoccupied space of your choice within 30 feet of the target. Roll initiative for the hound. On its turn, it can move only toward its target by the most direct route, and it can use its action only to attack its target. The hound can make opportunity attacks, but only against its target. Additionally, while the hound is within five feet of the target, the target has disadvantage on saving throws against any spell you cast. The hound disappears if it is reduced to zero hit points, if its uh, target is reduced to zero hit points, or after five minutes. This sounds super fun, but not necessarily powerful. But super not good. Yeah. Um, the direwolf I mean, stats aren't amazing. The direwolf stats are not amazing. But having something being like, where if you're fighting something and you just be like now and then you call out this like creepy wolf out of How nothingness that follows this? the thing around um i didn't see it, that it's just three three sorcery points so okay all as, right as many sorcery points as you have and while the dire wolf it's the wolf itself is not particularly strong Having it be within five feet of anything, making that target have disadvantage on saving throws against any spell you cast is relevant. If it doesn't just get killed, but yeah. Yeah, but I you mean, can, as a bonus action, you can do that and then immediately cast a spell. True. And then if bad. it doesn't get killed, you get it for another turn. It's not uh, bad, but it's not great. What What's the HP of a dire 37. Wolf? So 37 plus... At six level plus an extra three temp. That's pretty strong. Yeah, it's probably more hit points than you have at six level. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's like they were like, "Do you want to be a beast master? Here's a bit <laughs> you might lose a little bit on your animal, but you gain a lot more in what you can do." <laughs> yeah, I think that. Yeah, this doesn't this doesn't feel powerful, but I do think that it sounds very fun. It does sound yeah. very fun. Because Beastmaster sounds fun. It just was. <laughs> no, they updated. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. It's yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. Moving on. I like that feature. I don't know. I don't know. I would have to play it to, to know how strong that's it a, actually was. That's a play was. to see how it goes. Because, like, right now, I'm not thinking it's super great. But I, th- I think it's pretty good. Giving things disadvantage against your stuff, I think, is pretty good. I think. Uh, especially if you have silvery barbs. <laughs> because then it's like double disadvantage. Anyway, yeah. at 14th level, you gain the ability to step from one shadow into another. When you are in dim light or darkness as a bonus action, you can magically teleport up to 120 feet to an unoccupied space. You can see that it's also in dim light or darkness. That's pretty cool, but you, the, the downside is you got to be in dim light or darkness. So if you're fighting out in the sunlight, that's not helping you. Uh, but if you're in a place where you can use that, it's it's strong. Being able to teleport 120 feet is pretty strong. Yep, not bad. Uh, at 18th level, you can spend six sorcery points as a bonus action to magically transform yourself into a shadowy form. In this form, this reminds me of uh, Finn a little bit. In yeah. this form, you have resistance to all damage except force and radiant. 
And you can move through other creatures and objects as if they were difficult to rain. You take five force damage if you end inside an object. Uh, you remain in this form for one minute. It ends early if you were incapacitated, if you die, or if you dismiss it as a bonus action. This um, is kind of neat. Pretty strong, not broken. Yep. It's a, it's a I don't cool, know how strong like, it is for 18th level. It's a little weak, I feel like, for 18th level. Resistance okay. to all damage except force and radiant. That's always yeah, good. That's pretty strong. Yep. That's good. That's kind of what, like I said, it reminds me of your thing you had with Finn, where you would just resist yeah. to all damage and makes you makes you way tankier for sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what are we calling this one? We're calling this overall. One... I think this is hmm, See this here. one I like better than the lunar one because it has that that sort of thing that it's it may not it may not end up working out well, but there's a potential for something really cool to happen. Well, this is why we're dog. all different. You can put it whatever <laughs> you want, but I'm going to put it under C. I am giving this one. Man, what am I giving this one? I like it. I like it more than Lunar. I don't know if it's stronger than Lunar. I'm giving it's it not stronger. A I think it's as cool as Lunar. It's not stronger. It's better thematically, but it's not stronger. I'm giving, I'm knocking Lunar down to a B and giving this one a B plus. Oh, I had like Lunar at B already. I had Lunar at B plus, but no longer. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, storm sorcery. Uh, okay. At level one, you the arcane magic you command is infused with elemental air. You can speak, Ooh. read, write, and uh, speak, read, and write primordial. Um, knowing this language allows you to understand and be understood by those who speak its dialects: Aquan, Orin, Ignan, and Terran. So elementals yep um starting at first level you can use a bonus action on your turn to cause whirling gusts of elemental air to briefly surround you immediately before or after you cast a spell of first level or higher uh doing so allows you to fly up to 10 feet without provoking opportunity attacks that's very Ooh, good that's wrong nice yep that's good uh just cast a spell and you can get 10 feet away without getting uh, opportunity attack i feel like that's quite strong yes yep. uh at 6th level, you gain resistance to lightning and thunder damage. In addition, whenever you start casting a spell of 1st level or higher that deals lightning or thunder damage, stormy magic erupts from you. This eruption causes creatures of your choice that you can see within 10 feet of you to take lightning damage or thunder damage. <clears throat> Choose each time this ability activates equal to half your sorcerer level. Um, casting a first level spell or higher that deals either lightning or thunder damage. So that's the first barrier. And then being within 10 feet of people, being within 10 feet of people. But I suppose you, since you've got that, since you've got that way out all the time, maybe you would be a little more inclined to be in the fight. I don't feel like three damage is worth it. No, probably not. Cause at six level, that's going to be three damage. Yep. That's not super great. Even at 20th level, that is 10 damage. <laughs> yeah. And by the time you're level 20, 10 damage is not going to be doing too much. Yep. Nope. Not so good. Uh, yeah, I don't like that one at all. I don't like it. I mean, that's, I guess, that's one of those things that if the situation comes up, I guess it could help. Can you, do we know if you can use this with? the getaway because if you can that makes it a little better yeah you should be able to that's what i'm saying i'm trying to decide if it takes so it's a, it shouldn't be that's it as a be. bonus action this is just whenever you cast a spell yeah. okay so, so you can cast not, boom fly away run away 
Yeah, it's not something that I would ever want to use, but it's there in case should I need to use it. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Also at sixth level, you gain the ability to subtly control the weather around you. If it's raining, you can use an action to cause the rain to stop falling in a 20 foot uh, radius sphere centered on you. You can end this effect as a bonus action. If it's windy, you can use a bonus action each round to choose the direction of that wind uh, that the wind blows in a hundred foot radius sphere centered on you. The wind blows in that direction until the end of your turn. The feature does not alter the speed of the wind. This, this is just thematic. Cool, could be very thematic. cool thematically. Yes. Now the 20 foot radius sphere, I it's kind of weird because you could then look up and see rain falling, but it doesn't. I think, hit I, you. think I think what they <laughs> what they don't have is a cone. Or I mean, a, a, a cylinder, a cylinder. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it, it seems like it should be. It should be a cylinder. It should a be a limitless cylinder that's 20 foot in radius is what yeah, it should uh-huh. be. Just it stops anyway. raining above you. Not yeah. not it hits a dome 20 feet above you and slides <laughs> off the side. Yeah, that seems weird. <laughs> uh, the wind thing is cool, though, especially if you are in some sort of uh, ship part yeah. of your Maybe campaign good. Yeah. because that theoretically can work just as well if not maybe even better than control weather because yeah. control weather takes a long time to get going this you and and this you can do in a hundred foot sphere so you can make your boat be getting away from a boat where the wind is pushing it the opposite direction that gonna, seems really cool i'm gonna reveal my hand here i really like this class i had planned on making this class a few times the problem with storm stuff thematically in D is that there is not a not lot a of lot. lightning and thunder spells nope um so add some more lightning and thunder if you want this to be a thing which is a coast it, yeah yeah uh, I, I do like, like that wind let me, thing let me, though. let me have thunder damage let me have thunder wind damage thing. let me have lightning damage maybe the wind that that windy thing is the thing that i like about subclasses where it's like that's not going to be helpful but if it is it's going to be it's real cool helpful. it's going to be cool yeah <laughs> Uh, starting at 14th level, when you are hit by a melee attack, you can use your reaction to deal lightning damage to the attacker. The damage equals your sorcerer level. Uh, the attacker must also make a strength save against your sorcerer spell save DC. Uh, on a fail, the attacker is pushed in a straight line up to 20 feet away from you. I had a, I had a thought before we talk about that. Okay. You could use the storm guide thing, the wind one, especially Mm -hmm. as like, a RP intimidation factor, almost. You could. We're like you're right. just moving the wind in different direction every round, and you're talking every six seconds. You're talking to someone. Boom! The wind changes direction. They're like, "What the fuck is going on? This is weird, <laughs> dude." And you're like, "I'm coming for you, dog." It's like whoosh all over the place. You don't know my power. You it's don't even know my power. <laughs> the DM's like, "It's just a light breeze." And you're like, "Oh, dang it! Oh, no, it has to be windy." <laughs> uh yeah that can be used that way this this uh this 14th level thing i don't think i like it use a reaction to deal if you get hit by a melee attack that's already something you don't want to have happen yep you can use a reaction to deal lightning damage equal to your here's the thing sorcerer level so a maximum of 20 damage at 20th level here's the thing I don't think this is terrible for a couple of reasons. One, you don't want to get hit, obviously. Mm -hmm. But if you do get hit and they fail, 
you're out of the woods, right? You take that damage once and they're 20 feet away from you. That's true. Again, it's just, I don't want, I don't want this to happen twice in the same subclass where you're like, I don't want this to happen, but if it does, I guess I have something to deal with it. That's not something I want multiples of in a subclass. I want it maybe, I don't want it at all, <laughs> but if you're going to give me one, but you could build, you could build, you could build this sorcerer to be a more in the, in the weeds sorcerer for sure. I suppose. But especially at 14th level. So you're yeah, doing 14 damage to someone who hits you. I mean, that's free damage. Uh, it is free damage, but I don't want to get hit. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not great. It's not great. Okay. But yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Give me that one. Uh, okay. At 18th level, you gain immunity to lightning and thunder damage. Uh, you also gain a magical flying speed of 60 feet. As an action, you can reduce your flying speed to 30 feet for one hour and choose a number of creatures within 30 feet of you equal to three plus your charisma modifier. The chosen creatures gain a magical flying speed of 30 feet uh, for one hour. So once you use uh, your flying speed in this way, you can't do so again until you finish a short or long rest. That's pretty cool. That's, That's pretty awesome. fly. You know, you're talking about uh like doing intimidation checks could you imagine you make yourself float up and you're hitting your own self with lightning because it doesn't do anything to you? <laughs> <laughs> so you're like yeah, i'm coming it's like ah that'd be awesome that'd that's be incredible a sick moment this is awesome i think this is awesome this i should have just i should have made this. this one is sick yeah i should have made this instead of my that druid i'm gonna get rid of that druid here soon i think <laughs> <laughs> gonna get rid of that kick him, to the, um, kick him in the can dude i really like that uh 18th thing that's like the yeah, it's cool the the most the if you're adding how good it is plus how cool it is this yeah. is the best one so far this is awesome level. i like this um yeah i'm giving this class a b minus but a lot of it is riding on the cool factor because I don't think there's enough lightning and thunder damage stuff to make it. I'm a man mechanically that good. I'm I'm a man who's always wanted to build a good storm themed character, and uh, this one is close close to my soul. So I'm gonna give it an A tier. If you go this route, do you also take two points in cleric, two levels in cleric to get the the storm cleric bonus? Oh yeah, just like stacking up on top. <laughs> yeah. I wonder like, how many like, a lot of the cool. lot of a lot of like the weather control stuff is also uh well it doesn't matter. We'll talk about that later. This isn't a theme episode. I like um, it. I like that class, but again, I mechanically it's not as cool as it is thematically. Yeah. Uh the last one we have is probably the one that everyone knows the most about, and that is wild magic. And it is uh, lame. It is as lame as the table that you use. Yep, and the fifth edition table. The, the table that lame. it comes with is not amazing. Yep. I feel like there needs to be there needs to be there needs to be three oh, tables. It's like a video game. Something. It's lacking it, spice, it, dude. It needs salt or something. <laughs> dude, it's lacking spice. All these are lame. You cast grease, send it, it on like yourself. Crazy awesome ones and crazy bad ones. Yes. All like, the gold in a like, hundred mile radius evaporates. You trip and fall, and lightning shoots out of your hand and hits the enemy and evaporates his face. <laughs> there's a 
we used a modified, we used a, a different one for a wild magic sorcerer in one of our other campaigns, and it can totally backfire super hard. That's yeah. the bad part. That's where the... we got into a big fight and he cast a spell because he got he was first on the initiative and he turned himself into a potted plant, and that was the end of the fight for him. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> downside. Like you don't ever want it to be like oh, well, you just lost <laughs> because, because of this thing. You're a plant until someone waters you. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's go down the list here. So there's a big table. We're going to skip the what, table. What wild magic is. You have a chance that anytime you cast a spell of first level or higher, uh, there's a 5% chance a rules is written that you have a wild magic surge, in which case you roll on a D100 table and something can happen. Most of the time, it's pretty a, a non-factor. There are yeah. a couple things that could happen on the, the, the vanilla table here that could be that could uh, affect you. Uh, for instance, you cast Fireball as a third level spell centered on yourself. Could be quite yeah. bad. Uh, and there are a few in there. I'm not going to read a whole bunch of them, but yeah, some of them are. If you want to read them, things. look them up. Some of them just don't do much. I'll link to it in the uh, show notes. For instance, you were surrounded by faint ethereal music for the next minute. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. So anyway, for, uh, first level, Tides of Chaos, uh, you can manipulate the forces of chance and chaos to gain advantage on one attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. Uh, once you do so, you must finish a long rest before you can use it again. Anytime you regain the use of this feature, the DM can have you... Uh, Roll on the mad, the wild magic surge table immediately after you cast a sorcerer spell of first level or higher. Then okay, dude. you regain the use of this feature. I've used this you a go. couple times with Brian. Uh, this go, this makes it kind of fun. You go lucky gnome, lucky feet, wild magic sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be um, lucky. Well, or unlucky. It's okay. Yeah, Tides it's, 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 it's kind of cool. You get, you basically can get advantage on a Brian uses it all the time. It, it works. It's good. It's yeah. Yep. It's fine. Um, starting at sixth level, you have the ability to twist fate using your wild magic. When another creature, uh, you can see makes an attack roll an ability check or saving throw. You can use your reaction to spend two sorcery points, throw one D four and apply the number rolled as a bonus or penalty, your choice to the creature's roll. You can do so after the creature rolls before any effects of the roll occur. So it's like two sorcery point reaction bless slash bane. Yep. Fantastic. Mm, feels okay. Not great. Yep. Yeah. Um, 14th level, you gain a modicum modicum of control over the surges of your wild magic. Whenever you roll on the wild magic surge table, you can roll twice and use either number. I don't like this one. I think that's I mean, all right. it's it's okay, but it feels weak as a level 14 thing. Yeah. Well, a lot of these have felt weak as a level 14 thing. So we're we're yeah, sticking get, in line. You get advantage on your on your wild magic surge table at 14, I guess. Yep. But if that, I mean, you're never going to cast a fireball on yourself if that happens. That's good, though. That's good. <laughs> oh, fireball uh, on myself. Nah. I'll take the other one. What was the I'll other take one? The other one. Oh, you die. Uh, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe I got the fireball myself. Uh, you still die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. And all your friends die. So <laughs> it worked out. Hey, I can take down. At least I can take board. down everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beginning at 18th level, the harmful energy of your spells intensifies when you roll damage for a spell, and roll the highest number possible on any of the dice. 
choose one of those dice, roll it again, and add it to the damage total. Uh, you can use that feature only once per turn. That feels super weak. Yeah. This is like another... You, um... you roll fireball. You're like, oh, I'm 18th level. Let's see if I can get an extra damage on this fireball. Roll your d6s. Let's say like four of them are sixes. You're like, yes! And you're like, oh, I still only get one extra d6. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is not great. I knew this wasn't wasn't great when we went into it. So it's bad thematically. It's bad mechanically. It's bad all the way around. This is an F tier. F. This in draconic yeah, this can just die. I give it. A, I give it a D this because is, this is just a, a zero. It's not. It's. I give it a D because wild magic table. If you use one, a different one, it can be. But fun. That's homebrew, and that's not what we're talking about. I'm still giving it a D because even even with the vanilla one, it's not great, but something fun can happen that is random and that can be fun. So it's getting a D. It's up from an F because it might be fun as a fun factor. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys, here we are. We just we've covered them all now. Let's review our tier list rankings. Are you ready? We've gone over all of them. I got to I got to give some boosts here. I'm not adjusting. I'm sticking I with what I, I said. I am adjusting because like... I'm bumping every a few things up. Uh, and I could feel how right I was oh, the first my... time, and I need to adjust. Right. Um, if we're gonna adjust, don't make any noises. That way, I can see it on the waveform and cut the silence out. <laughs> now I'm just gonna talk through it. You bastard! <laughs> I was just planning on going in audacity, audacity and hitting remove silent. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. I think that all I did was move clockwork up to S. Okay, we got I mean, it. Then. I think basically, I think I don't have any A tier stuff. It's either S or B. I got one A tier. We ready to go? We're gonna go down yeah. the list. Okay. Aberrant mind D. C. D. What was your show? D. D. So two D's and a C. Okay. Okay. Clockwork soul (laughs) S. Boom. All S. That's definitely the best one. Is the one. Yep. It is the one. It is the king. Uh, Divine soul. I gave it a B. I gave it a B too. B. Okay. All right. B's across the board. The draconic. I give that an F. I gave it a D plus. I'm going to give that a fail. I think mage armor, having permanent mage armor is worth a D plus. Lunar. Lunar, I gave a B. I gave that a B as well. That's the one that's like, that was the vanilla one, right? The one that's like, yeah, this would be Perfectly middle of the road, baby. I gave gave Lunar an A. It is the oatmeal of I like I like the fact that it it, it can like kind of does everything a little bit. It's the rice of sorcerer classes. Yeah, it's fine. I just don't want to play it. <laughs> Nothing yeah. in there makes you go, oh, I want to play that. Yeah. It's like, oh, yes, that would probably be pretty good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Weird Boy Shadow. Shadow, I, I give a B plus. I give it a I really want, I want to, I want to have the dog. The this is the one we disagree with the most. Joe A, yeah. U, B, me, C. I, I don't like I this. I really one. like it. I like the dog thing. the The Hound of Ill Omen sounds super fun, and I want to play you know it. What, Isaac, I like that you like it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Storm. 
Storm, I gave a B minus. I gave mostly it an for a. theme because I don't think it's very good mechanically. I gave it an A. I gave, I gave it an, an A. a. I love it. I love that. I one. absolutely love it. I want to play that one. Yeah, I want to play that one too. That's amazing. That's great. It's. I love it. I've been looking into that one for a long time. A wild magic. That was the last one we just did. That one. Yeah. I gave it. I, an gave, a. It, I gave it a zero. <laughs> zero. Not even. I gave a, it an incomplete. <laughs> that one's like one of the worst subclasses in D and D. Maybe. 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 Maybe you're right. It is not maybe. good. It needs more excitement, more craziness. Well, boys, uh, any closing thoughts here? I think, I think Wild Magic is... I think Wild Magic sounds more fun to play than it than is. Lunar. <laughs> it's wild, yeah! <laughs> That's the it's... only thing I, that it's got going for it. I think that it potentially, in a very specific set of circumstances, can be more fun to play than Lunar. Because Lunar just sounds very... It's milk toast, dude. Yeah. What's another what's another middle of the road thing we can attribute to it? <laughs> Rice, oatmeal, beige, milk toast. <laughs> it's water. It's water. It's, it's, it's water. the water of sorcerer class. You gotta have water, but it's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> Water's not fun. Yeah. Unless All right, boys. Swimming in it. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here we are at the end of another uh, breakdown, another podcast episode. All things going well. It went better than I thought, considering how, you know, the, how the day went. I really like these episodes. These are good episodes. <clears throat> these are good episodes. I get to explore some subclasses that maybe I wouldn't have looked at. Yeah. Good times. I, like. I know that one of these episodes is going to be long as hell. This one's already 30 minutes longer than a normal one. It definitely yeah. makes me go, I want to play that now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gets me thinking about it a little more. Especially been, casters. Uh, I want to play caster again so bad. I've been stuck in a and d rut. So this is good. This was a good episode to do. Uh, anyways, thanks for listening. Uh, join us again on the next one. You know, listen to some other episodes besides the OGL one. I know all those new people who popped in on that one. So uh, <laughs> the other ones are good too. Give them a shot. Try out the other breakdown ones. They're great. Bye. Good. Bye. Fuck out of here, Craig.